0: Welcome to the Eyewitness Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Jo Wilson, and this is the show for women who struggle to accept their worth, but want to embrace their gifts and share their witness for Jesus. We have a great show today that is actually part two of the interview with Lori Christine, where we talked about trusting God through challenges. This part two is focused on how to know God's peace. Lori had just gotten some news about her son's diagnosis that was unexpected. So let's listen how they handled that challenge.
1: So I was like, okay, (laughs) we've been through this before. Mm. We've done this three times now. We can do this. (laughs) And uh, like in those moments, I feel like those moments where we would get that news of like, this is really bad. We're going to have to do this. You know, those are the moments I look back and I felt God's peace. Mm. The verse in Philippians that talks about, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. Um, And then it talks about, it says you will experience God's peace. And you know, in the King James version or whatever, I memorized it in when I was a little girl, it was the peace that passes understanding. And I never understood what that meant. I'm like, what is the peace that passes understanding? Like, I didn't understand, like, the peace that gives us understanding. It didn't make sense. But as I grew to be an adult and have been exposed to other versions of the Bible, so the New Living Translation says, you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. It's the peace that surpasses Mm. understanding. It's the peace that God gives us that we can't understand. Like, where did this come from? This is a terrible situation. I should be very anxious right now, but I'm actually experiencing God's peace. So I feel like I could, that I've experienced that, the the promise in that verse, that we will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So just Mm. an aside From Elliot's story, I definitely felt God's peace that surpasses understanding in those situations. So, anyway, back to Elliot's story. He (laughs) (laughs) got it. I got to throw in those little uh, those little nuggets of truth. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, it's the best.
1: So they ended up doing the fourth open heart surgery. They went in. They fixed the aneurysm. They repaired the aneurysm. They actually put in a different valve. This is the third one now that in that same position, they put in a third valve that was actually bigger. It actually worked out well in the end because they were able to put in a bigger valve, which would not need to be replaced for a much longer time. So that was now seven years ago. Elliot was five when that last surgery happened and he is now 12. So he has been doing really well. Ever since then, he has very—that's oh,
0: fantastic. He
1: has very few restrictions on life. I think by God's grace, he doesn't really love sports. You know, people always hmm. ask me if he, you know, can he get, can he play sports? Does he have any restrictions? I was like, well, I mean, he doesn't really like sports, so that actually hmm. worked out okay. He he would be able to play sports if he wanted to, but he can't really get hit in the chest. He has a very weak um, sternum like a weak rib cage. So contact sports, getting hit in the chest would not be the best for him. But the way God designed him, he doesn't have any desire to do that. So it all worked out. But we see the cardiologist every, it had been every three months, and then it was every four months. Now it's, I think it's every six months now. And they continue to monitor everything. There is still a possibility down the road. Actually, a a likelihood at some point in his life that he will need additional surgeries, you know, as he outgrows something in his heart. He had a like a conduit placed in his heart and he had a valve replaced and he's got some coils in some of his arteries. And so as he gets older, it's likely that some of those pieces may need to be updated or replaced, you know, if a valve would fail or something like that. But it's not anything on the schedule. It's not anything anticipated at this point. I, I often tell people, I'm like, it's kind of like your car, you know, you know, you're going to have maintenance on your car at some point, (laughs) but you don't know when the muffler is going to go out. You just, you know, you take it to get a checkup every couple of months or, you know, once a year. And then they tell you, Oh, time to replace the muffler. And so uh, that's kind of how it, how it will be with, with his heart. So, so there can be, you know, I'd like to say that I've put all, worry and anxiety behind me (laughs) and not for mama and for the the most part that is true we're not living daily in the reality of his heart condition but right you know a couple of times a year when we go to the cardiologist I am a little nervous I'm like oh is this going to be the time that they say oh you need to head up to Boston again or oh something is not going right you need to have this checked out so there's always that underlying a little bit of anxiety, but we're continuing to trust God that he's good and that he's in control and that he loves Elliot and he is working in Elliot's heart, his physical heart and his spiritual heart as well. So we continue yes. to trust God with him.
0: That's wonderful. That is such a good picture of how long like it's never of the journey itself i mean it's never like the one thing like you said and even he's it's been seven years since his last surgery but every six months every three months it's always like kind of a reminder Mm -hmm. so i can imagine how in that in that time it's it's like oh here here we go but god i need you to do it again you know yeah But, you know, I love that you guys are so faithful in that. I think that it's so, it's so important. And it's so sweet that you said the peace that passes, (laughs) the peace that passes. That's how I'm going to remember that now going forward is the peace that passes. But it's interesting that, um, that you say that it it was an overwhelming peace. I've heard other people in different situations talk about that too. I've actually experienced it myself when actually for a heart a heart issue for my new son who just turned one. We went into just a quick little story. We went in and we were doing, they were doing the ultrasound um, at the, you know, the five month mark when they're like checking the anatomy. And we had about six different people trying to find the large vessels in his heart Mm -hmm. and looking at his heart specifically. And by the, you know, second group of people um, I was, you know, looking at my husband, like, this is not good mm. you know so it took a long time to find and and what they saw is they didn't see the major the major vessels in his heart so they thought that maybe he didn't have them mm-hmm. Um they weren't able to visualize it correctly you were very you were much more graceful I think in the for what you shared about how you guys were in those moments because I can tell you that in that moment <laughs> I was like Jesus, help us, you know, like literally like screaming out of my soul, you know, and he, you know, I can tell you about minutes later, he showed up because all of a sudden the, the doctor that was looking was like, Oh, I see them. I see them. It's okay. You know, and oh. his, um, his, I know it was very intense. It was very intense, but, but it, it is kind of, it is interesting. The overwhelming piece. And that's, it's when you live that. It's hard to really describe in words sometimes, you know, being your friend and just, I love that you guys could experience that and it didn't have to be an overwhelming piece with a decision, a different decision mm-hmm. that God had made with Elliot's life. So I, I just love that he's doing well now and that you guys are, you know, taking the journey kind of each step at a time. Yeah. There was one thing that, that I wanted to point out that I saw on your post from your podcast episode about this. And I thought it was so wonderful. And I really want you to share it with the listeners. Everybody always says in times like this, very challenging times where you have to trust God, about God doesn't give you more than you can handle. And I love what you said about that. Would you mind sharing that? What your take on that is? Sure.
1: Yeah. You hear that all the time that God won't give you more than you can handle. But I don't believe that's true. <laughs> I <laughs> think that God definitely gives us more than we can handle. And I actually have a scripture verse to back it up. <laughs> so I think a lot of times people quote the verse in, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says that no temptation has seized you except what is come to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. So that is a verse in the scriptures. And I think a lot of people take that, out of context and say, well, hey, this applies to any situation that I might be struggling with. But that verse is very specifically talking about temptation. So I think that when we are tempted to sin, that yes, God does give you a way out. He does give you an option. You don't, you don't have to give in to that temptation. But this verse does not apply to other challenges, to other struggles, to other trials in our life. Because God definitely gives us more than we can handle. And I think that he wants us to, I mean, anyone who's gone through something like this is like, I can't handle this. This is, this is too much. And when someone tries to tell you, oh, well, you know, God knows that you, he just, he chose you to go through this because he knew you could handle it. Or he knew that your, your character was, was really strong and (laughs) And anyone who's heard that on the other on the other end of that conversation is like, no way. I know that that's not true of me. I know that my character is flawed and my character was not anything special that God chose me to go through this. There's a verse in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and it was Paul writing to the Corinthians and he was talking about a trial that he was going through, a struggle that he was going through. And he said that we were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, far beyond their ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Like, they wanted to die. This was such a difficult situation that they were going through. And he said, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. And I know some of you listening who have gone through situations where you have gotten news of a diagnosis or you've gotten news of a tragedy in your life. Like, that's what it feels like. You're despairing Mm -hmm. of life. You feel like you've received a sentence of death and it is beyond your ability to endure. But then the next verse, it says, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God.
0: Mm.
1: We might not rely on ourselves, but on God. So I absolutely think that God gives us more than we can handle. But his goal is that so we cry out to him and that we rely on him and we come to a point in our life where we realize that we can't do it. We can't handle this situation on our own. We can't do it in our own strength that we need God to give us strength. We need God's peace. We need his joy. We need his love. And I think that that's what we experienced going through the situation with, with our son, Elliot that, you know, I'm calling out to God and, and saying, God, we can't go through this on our own. Like, we need you. We desperately need you to walk through this with us, to be right beside us, to give us the strength, to give us the peace. And we definitely saw God's faithfulness through the situation. We saw God being faithful to give us his peace. We saw God being faithful to give us his joy. And I hesitate to say that God was faithful in healing our son, because no matter what the outcome had been, God is still faithful. You know, we are very thankful. We're incredibly grateful that God chose to heal our son, that God chose to give us the outcome that we had been praying for, but God would still be faithful, even if that had turned out very differently.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I love that you highlighted that i love that you shared the scripture too i can't wait to put that in the um, show notes too so everybody can go right to that scripture and say yes he does give us more than we can handle for the purpose of relying on him yeah. because we in our weakness he is strong
1: Yeah. right before and, that i'll just point out real quick right before that verse and if you're <laughs> if you're wanting to dive into second corinthians chapter one um <laughs> it talks about God is the father of compassion and the God of all comfort. And I love that verse that just that promises that God gives us comfort. It says he comforts us in all our troubles and he has compassion on us. And then it says, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. And I, I see that, you know, we went through this really difficult situation. But now here, seven years later, I am here talking with Kelly and I am able to share... God's goodness and God's faithfulness and, and being able to offer comfort to other people because God has comforted us. So um, just wanted to encourage you all with that. (laughs) That is a,
0: a huge encouragement. Thank you so much, Lori. You're so right in that. Absolutely. And that's the purpose of this podcast really is to be able to comfort one another with, how God has comforted us and the challenges that we've gone through and how it's, uh, builds your faith and build your relationship with him so much, you know, and I just, I appreciate you sharing that so much, especially about your baby boy. And I'm so happy that he's doing well now. So if, so really quick, just to kind of wrap up, what, if, if there's another mother out there listening today who is struggling with a very similar situation in her child, what one takeaway would you want her to remember from this episode? What is the one thing that you would like to give to her to to encourage her?
1: I think just remembering that God is with you in your struggle and that it doesn't mean that the struggle will go away or that the situation will go away, but that God will walk with you every step and I would encourage you to be in the scriptures to be in God's word. That's how God communicates to our hearts through his spirit, to our hearts through his word and that was the like that was life-saving for me when I was going through the situation with with Elliot and just clinging to those promises of God and clinging to the scriptures um just reading them over and over again, memorizing them, meditating on them, and just claiming those promises to be true, even when the situation around me felt really, really hard.
0: That's, that's beautiful, Lori. Thank you so much. And I'm sure that's going to be a huge encouragement. I will definitely share the verses that Lori has shared with us today in the show notes. So um, just to give you know, anyone listening that encouragement to to pick some specific scriptures out there to be able to help you along the journey as well. And Lori, so uh, we can find you on your website, but I also wanted to just um, talk a little bit about um, on your website. You have so many wonderful resources to share with moms of different with different focuses of all of those resources. Is there any one that you would like to share with the audience today or just to kind of talk about today? And then I can put a link to it actually in, in the show notes.
1: Sure. Like Kelly said, I have a lot of free resources on my website. You can find those at lauriechristine.com and things like how to have family devotions with your kids, how to pray for your kids, a lot of different Bible stories for families. The one that I'm most excited about is a recent book that I wrote and is available right now for free. It's a free download on my website right now. And it's especially for boys. So if you're a mom of boys, number one, I'd love for you to go check out my podcast, Redeeming the Chaos. (laughs) It's great. Check it out. (laughs) Number two, if you have boys between the ages of like, I don't know, 8 to 13-ish, 9 to 13, 8 to 12, that age group, I have a devotional book specifically for boys, and it's called Rise of the Enemy. And it's the first book in my Dragon Slayer Bible series. So this is part story. It's action-packed adventure story. It's a retelling of a Bible story. And then there's like a devotional part and a, like a short Bible study part The whole theme of this first book is spiritual warfare, so putting on the armor of God, teaching our boys how to defend their hearts against the lies of the evil dragon. Right now, it's a free download on my website. You can get it for free. Later this year, I'm hoping that it will be available in print for you to purchase. So, If you want to get a free copy now, head on over to my website, and you can actually find that at dragonslayerbible.com.
0: Wonderful. And it looks like it's a very exciting book. I cannot wait to download it and read it with Jake. It's, it looks fantastic. So thank you so much, Lori. I appreciate you talking about your journey through Elliot's heart condition and just sharing your faithfulness and and the grace that God has shown you and your family with us today. And I'm sure that it's really going to be encouraging to a lot of people. So thank you so, so much.
1: Well, thank you for having me on the show, Kelly. It's been really great chatting with you, and I, I appreciate being here.